So our sponsor today is Epic, and Epic is the leading digital library for kids 12 and under. Epic has more than 25,000 high-quality, popular children's books, videos, quizzes, and more. So we've both been lucky enough to test out Epic with our kids, and what has been really great is that it's packed with books that they want to read, you know, the ones that they're pulling off the shelves in the library and you're seeing in bookstores right now. It's got so many current books. Epic has a lot of popular books that you would see when you're looking online or when you're in the library or the bookstore. And my kids really love it. Some of the current titles that they have are Where the Wild Things Are, A Wrinkle in Time, Big Nate, Ramona, Sesame Street, and National Geographic Kids, which is a big hit for my 10-year-old. Yeah. And you know, what's nice is that you can look up a topic and then you'll find tons of books related to that topic. So it's basically like, it's perfect for unit studies or for a kid who's got a new interest and wants to dive deep. And it's one of those things where it's a screen that you have zero worries about because your kids are just learning and there's no commercials and there's no in-app purchase concerns. You're just safe and your kids are reading books. It's just $7.99 a month and you can cancel anytime, but I don't think you'll want to because you'll find your kids are really enjoying it and they're discovering all kinds of great books and it's all right there at their fingertips. It's so handy. And Epic has a lot of really great parent features. One of the things I like is that they have a digital reading log and that's perfect for homeschoolers. So you can actually keep track of all those books your kids are reading online. So Epic has thousands of audiobooks too and um, read to me books. So if your child is learning to read or just trying to get fluent with reading, it's the perfect fit. With Epic, parents can create up to four customizable child profiles per account. And you can also create personalized collections for your children to use through the parent dashboard. So to get Epic for two months absolutely free, go to getepic.com and use the code SISTERS at checkout. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? It feels like fall here today. Here too. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I love it. It's, is, okay, is today the first day of fall? I should know this because it's oh my also, gosh. It's either also my, today or yesterday. Yeah. It's my anniversary too. I think it's the first day of fall <laughs> that we're recording this, but it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's like the calendar new this year. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a sweaty first day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we have a question today and it made me reminisce a little bit. It's a good one. Um, and we're going to talk about the five-ish things that we... Ish. Five-ish. Yeah. <laughs> so is it the five-ish things that we are, are like our must-haves, would you yes. call it? Okay. Sanity savers. Five must-have things for homeschooling, which is such a good question. And what's kind of fun is we didn't talk about this beforehand. <laughs> So we might have some crossover and we might not, but if we have crossover, that's good because it means it's something that we both would recommend, right? And four sister thumbs up. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a, we need to take a picture like that at some point. Poor sister thumbs up. And when we're ever in the same room together, <laughs> but we're going to be, I know I'm so excited. I'm beyond excited. Yeah. Are we going to try to do some kind of podcasty thing when we're together we in person? Better. Okay. Yeah. Fun. And adventures maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> All right, so we are going to have a quick break for a sponsor, and then we'll come back and we will address our question for this week. Sounds good. Okay. So this episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo delivers monthly projects designed to make learning about science, art, math, and more fun and accessible. They have six different crates for kids of all ages. Cricket Crate is for ages zero to two. Koala Crate is for ages three to four. Kiwi Crate is for ages five to eight. Atlas Crate for ages six to 11. Tinker Crate for ages nine to 16 plus. Doodle Crate for ages nine to 16 plus. Each crate includes an educational magazine, project supplies, and detailed instructions written for kids. And we've been lucky enough to get to use some of these in our families. And the Succulent Garden... Oh my goodness. I want to do it. (laughs) I do too. I kind of want to steal it and just do it by myself and then set it up next to my bathtub. A felt succulent garden. It's awesome. And it's so pretty. And that must be one that's ages nine to 16 plus. (laughs) It it is. And I'm going to do that one with my daughter. I'm going to see if she lets me because it looks super fun. (laughs) What else did you guys get? So we got an Atlas crate, which is, I think, new since um, the last time we've done KiwiCo, and I'm super excited about it. It's it's uh, geography, and so it includes a spinning globe, an Atlas adventure book, a world map challenge, and make your own trail mix. And it's for ages six plus, and I'm going to work on it with my seven-year-old who loves maps, so he's going to be all over it. Oh, that's great. We got... A mechanical sweeper. Fun. So fun. And then, okay, a build your own rocket launcher. <laughs> what? <laughs> and a kite because it is a fun with flight kit. And that it's is so, so fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what else we got? What? We got a tinker crate that is a make your own hydraulic claw. Like, oh, how cool. like think this when you get the stuffies yeah. at the amusement park. So KiwiCo has a special offer just for Homeschool Sisters listeners. And listeners can get their first month of any subscription, which is a $19.95 value for free. Just head to KiwiCo.com slash Homeschool Sisters to check it out. So that's KiwiCo.com slash Homeschool Sisters to get your first month of any subscription for free. So this week's question is from Alexandra and Alexandra writes, hi sisters. Thank you so much for your podcast. It is literally a little piece of sanity that gets me through my busy days as a part-time working mom of a busy toddler. You are both so inspirational and I strive to be as creative and loving as you both seem to be. I have recently gone down a rabbit hole of learning about homeschooling. I'm realizing that my son at the age of two might struggle might struggle in traditional school due to his asynchronous abilities. I'm beginning to get carried away with buying books, manipulatives, curriculum, and he just turned two. If you had to have five to 10 essentials, what would they be? 
I realize this changes as kids age, but maybe you could do a podcast on your top homeschool items that you cannot live without. For example, the app Epic, Brave Writer, etc. Thank you so much for your podcast and the gift that each episode is to the community. Sincerely, Alexandra. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Alexandra. Thank you. That's an awesome question, too. But here's the thing. Like, I started thinking about when my kids were two, and I had one whole list, and then I started thinking about now, and I had another whole list. Well, there's a a little crossover, so... And I was doing the, what do you actually need versus what do I really like that I have that I don't necessarily need? Right. Yes. There's a lot of ways to interpret this one. When we started homeschooling, we had a very, very tiny budget and now we have a slightly bigger budget. So that changes things a little bit. So I tried to keep things that weren't crazy expensive, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because you you could really go like if you had an unlimited budget. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that that's a podcast for another time, right? <laughs> it would be like supermarket sweep but for homeschool supplies. <laughs> Do you know oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. Do you know I just found that that show was on Amazon and I oh. watched an episode and I laughed hysterically because I had forgotten all about like <laughs> Grown people throwing Tide and turkeys into their cart, <laughs> running around looking for a specially marked can of Raid, you know? Oh my gosh, it was so funny. It was so funny. And people watched it for fun. I loved it though. It was like <laughs> when you stayed home from school sick, like, oh good, I get to watch Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> and the price is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and fun. double dare, all the weird. Yeah, yeah. Like you're going on a slide through food. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine pitching that idea? That's what, be in a supermarket. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, to, to my sister because I just, when I found it, I was so excited that I just recorded like 10 seconds off the TV and I was like, name that game show. And I sent it to my mom and my sister and they were like, supermarket sweep, oh my goodness. And I said, can you imagine the pitch meeting? It was like women in flowered vests and slippery <laughs> dress shoes run around a grocery store trying to find woolite, you know? Yeah. It just <laughs> competing for $5,000, which I'm sure, you know, it's great if you, but after travel and taxes, like you're doing a lot of cardio. <laughs> you really are. And then in two days you have to go and actually go back to the supermarket. <laughs> buy stuff yourself in it. It's not fun anyway, but it will never be as much fun. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's just completely ruined. It would just be so depressing. I just realized though. Or you want to relive it and you're running through the aisles of Market Basket. Yeah. That's kind of what I've started doing with my kids when we have to go to the store because we hate it so much is I'm like, Owen, go get a watermelon. And a frozen ham. Ellery, get four packs of diapers. (laughs) Meet me at the register. I'll be an express. And all the Claire all hair stuff. Because you're just trying to get all the expensive stuff. Except, yeah, we don't actually need any of those items. Yeah. Where were we? (laughs) Our most important homeschool items. Okay. All right. So did did you mark them? got off track. 
like number one, number two, number three? Did you mark them in an order or did you just I did, No, I can't. I'm bad at picking. I'm bad at ranking. It depends on my mood. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you oh, my, my number one because it was number one for when your kids are little, number one oh, for well, when your I kids are older. Oh, I know what my number one is. I bet we have the same one. Is it a library card? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's hands down, no question, no contest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know where I would be homeschooling without a library card. I don't know either. I used to have a library, like, apparatus. I don't even know what you would call it. It was like a thing on wheels that you just loaded picture books into and we would routinely take out like 50 picture books at a time. And I can remember the last time we moved, we misplaced a couple of books in the move and took it back. And it was like a $12 fine. And I was like, that's less than one picture book. Like I just, (laughs) the library feels like the world's biggest scam to me. Like how is everyone not doing this? You can read whatever you want for free. So yeah, I I love the library. Love, love, love the library. Me too. And especially when you have little ones, that's mm-hmm. all I did. I yeah. mean, not all I did, but we would do the library and then we'd go to a park and we'd go for a walk and yeah. we'd go by the farm. And it was all, it didn't cost anything. It's a field trip plus a ton of books. And I know some people don't have access to that makes it a local library or a library card. So that's where things like Epic come in or mm-hmm. um, I I know people who pay for, for a library card and I think I would have done that back then because it just, I think it's worth it. It saves you just the variety that you can get. And I mean, literally, like anything. Your kid is into like learning about meerkats. You go and you get every book on meerkats, cheetahs, every book on cheetahs, every, you know, I mean. Not to mention all the programming that they have. And especially at the preschool age with all the story times and puppet shows and. Yeah. Yeah. I know we were. the best. um, At our library a lot when the kids were little. So that's absolutely my number one. And even now, even, I mean, even as an adult, like I said, I'm just baffled by people who don't use the library. Um, I have a relative that doesn't use the library because it's like, oh, the books were touched by other people. And I'm like, everything in the world is touched by other people. <laughs> like the money in your wallet is touched by other people. I, I, I can't accept this as an excuse. Do you not like money? Like you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just I would of- argue the money is way dirtier <laughs> than your library book. Turn it all into gold, Ron Swanson. What are you going to do? Yeah, I I love I love the library, and you can't talk me out of that with as much as I don't like germs. Um, so yeah, that was my absolute number one. That was your number one too. It is. It was then, and it is still now. I also did some cheating things too, because when I was thinking about her son's age right now. Mm-hmm. I put nature because we spent all of our time. We still spend a lot of our time outside, but that was a sanity saver beyond it still is. But especially at that age when I had toddlers and preschoolers and I wanted to tear my hair out, come three, four, five o'clock, we just went outside or we'd go on a hike, you know, hike in quotations, like just meander a little bit down a trail and throw some rocks in a pond. Right. You know, that yeah. was a sanity saver. Do you remember? But that's kind of a cheat because you're not like 
by putting nature in your backpack. Yeah, but I think it's really because okay, again, it's free essentially, maybe a little gas mm-hmm. money. Um, but there's a lot of when see that's the thing. Like I started thinking about when my when my kids were that age and what they really learned from and what they needed most. So I put like art supplies. I did that too <laughs> because it was so helpful to just have crayons and markers and paints and paper and just kind of this open invitation to be like, anytime you want, you can sit down and you can color or draw or write a story or whatever. And it was worth it to me to spend our limited budget on art supplies as opposed to something else because I just saw how much they naturally like were learning from that, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, wanting to learn to write because they wanted to write a story or they wanted to write their name or when you have cool markers and cool crayons. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but it calmed my kids down. It still does. If we do art, it calms me down. (laughs) Yeah. And it's always one of the first things to go when life gets stressful. I'll be like, oh, we're not going to do that art project, you know, because there's a mess and this. I'll bump that to Tuesday. And then I regret it because as soon as we're actually doing it, we're all so happy. Yeah. And it's funny, like I will sit down and I will do art with the kids and I'm like, oh, that's right. Like there's value in this just because it does bring calm and it just kind of, it can reset the whole day, you know, when things are, um, you guys do chalk pastels, right? Uh, You're an artist. Yes. Chalk pastels. Yeah. I remember a day last year when when my daughter and I sat down and we were just like kind of sketching together and it was just so quiet and nice and peaceful. And it like reset a whole day that was going in a really ugly direction. So yes, (laughs) for a period of time and I should, I should do it again. We go through phases where we revisit it, but we had doodle diaries and we would just spend like 15 or 20 minutes every single day doodling. And I'd put on music and we'd just doodle and it, it was a reset for everybody. And I should do that again. Did you have special, like a special notebook for that? Yeah. Or, okay. And we still have them. Like I saved them because some of them were so good. Yeah. And we went through a Zentangle phase and sometimes they would take something off our nature basket and like do a nature. Sometimes they'd use, we have these how to draw books, you know, how to draw dragons, how to draw animals. They'd use that. And sometimes it would just be some abstract whatever. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I love seeing what they would come up with. Like my son went through this whole phase of writing sequels to books he loved like the trumpet of the swan and Stuart little and things like that. And so, you know, we would read something and he would like hold onto it and then like build on it. And it was just, it was just really neat to see what he came up with and the learning that happened just because those things were out and available. And I still think that having lots of, good, easy art supplies. Like when I say easy, I mean like making sure that all the markers actually work or the clay isn't dried out. You know what I mean? Like just making sure that all that stuff stays stocked. And you know, when, 
when they're bored or when they're, it's like, it's right there, it's available and it's creative and it's relaxing. And yeah, I mean, you could just throw in an audiobook and like, which speaking of audiobooks, <laughs> <laughs> I had that too. Did you? <laughs> We're going to have all the same things. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I had like a way to listen to audiobooks. Um, I had audiobooks forever. Yeah. I had them when the kids were young. I still have them in our playroom and each kid's bedroom. They have a small basket that I used to rotate when I was back on my game with little picture books that had CDs in them that I used to get through Scholastic. Yeah. And, and then some good ones that I invested in, like the Beatrix Potter. And I had a bunch. And it was such a good way to have quiet time. And because of that, and I would use the library and get audiobooks from the library all the time. So I resisted getting Audible because I felt like it was already working. Why should I pay? I'm a little cheap sometimes. Right. But yeah. then I got Audible last year and it was a game changer. We read so much. I mean, we read a lot. We read so much more with Audible because it's just so easy. I can stream it in the kitchen and in the car. Do it's you crazy. guys have, what do you have that, when you say stream it? Do you have like a dot or a? Um, I have a Bluetooth speaker. Okay. I do it through a Bluetooth speaker. Okay. All right. Because that that was the thing. Like when my kids were little, that wasn't really an option yet. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm a thousand. It wasn't invented yet. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we had like lots of CDs, like The Little House on the Prairie Audiobooks read by Cherry so Jones. Good. So good. We had a Roald Doll collection. We I had too, read by Roald Doll. Yeah, and then um okay, and I always tell everybody, like, um, Trumpet of the Swan, read by E. B. White is the best magic. It's my favorite, like I could listen to that all the time. And then um we had James Harriet stories. Yeah. Is it Treasury for too. Children Treasury or something for like children. that? And so we had We're all like these the same CDs. person. I know, I know. Um, but I think that sort of shows how good those those They're books amazing. are. You know, I mean, the they, Winnie the Pooh collection. Yup, yeah, and the Beatrix Potter, like you said, and. Those were the ones we bought, and then we anything you know you could get from the library. But there were some that you know we wanted to own because the kids would listen to them over and over, over and over and over again. And back then we had a CD player in the car, so that was how we listened to everything. But then, like you said, yeah, we did Audible, and part of what I love about Audible is like yesterday, my my daughter, um, we're in the process of moving, so she was helping me pack with something. She said we should get an audio, a new audiobook. And I was like, we should get a new audiobook. And I said, what are you in the mood for? And she said, something kind of spooky. And so we got Peter Nimble and His Fantastic Eyes by Jonathan oh Oxier. And we're loving it. And it was so easy. It's like three clicks, you know. So, which reminds me, we have a code if anybody wants to try Audible. And then they get their, they get 30 days free and a free audiobook. And it's audibletrial.com slash sisters. So if you want to sign Perfect. up for Audible, yeah, because I do, I love it. it because it's just so easy. It's like That's instant, um, and there's it has everything. Like any book that I've ever looked for on audio, I've been able to find if I wanted it through Audible. So. Me too, and often really, really good narrators. Yeah, yeah. If you try some of the other, 
I don't want to put anyone down, but we've had some real duds. <laughs> yeah, and the, and a good narrator can make or break your audiobook. So that's the other thing is like um, you can there are resources for free, or you can try through your library, or mm-hmm. I mean like um, what is it called? Uh, Librivox. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you kind of have to dig for. It's hit or miss. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the worst thing when you put in an audiobook and you're like, okay, we're going to listen to this. And then the kids are like, I don't like it. Especially when you know it's a good book and the narrator kills it. Yeah. You've turned them off. I loved this when I was a kid. Anne of Green Gables forever. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, no. Which that one is on audible. Isn't it Rachel? Is it Rachel McAdams that I'm not sure we're doing that this year. Okay. But I've yeah, been waiting because the first time I tried it, they didn't appreciate it, so I took it away. Yeah. <laughs> they were making fun of it. Yeah. No, Anna Green Gables for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to make fun of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a really good version on Audible, and I just, I really like having that as a resource now, too. And, you know, like I said, when it, when the kids were little, it was CDs, but... Now it's audible, so but audiobooks, audiobooks stay on the list full time, no matter what. So, have you gone through four of yours? I have gone through yes, four. Okay, all right. So, my fourth one when the kids were little would have been open ended toys like blocks and our play kitchen and all of our play food and dress up clothes. And I know it doesn't seem super educational, but if you think about it, like in a preschool, what do they have? They have that they go to, right? Because of all this imaginary play. And it, that was what, what we did when we were home. It was reading books, audiobooks, art supplies, and tons of open-ended toys that they could just create with like little tiny, you know, those little uh, Schleich? Is that the brand? Yes. Like the I still have those really here. realistic animals. I mean, there were so many zoos and farms and we had, then we had like a stable that we got and we had like a little pioneer house that we had. And it's going to be really hard because I'm going to have to pack all these things, all these things up in a couple of weeks. And it's like, I'm going to have to decide, you know, do we hold on to it or what do we do? You know, I know last summer I got rid of dress ups because they didn't fit in them anymore. It wasn't for lack of, they didn't play with it as much, but they also didn't fit in them. And then, um, the dollhouse. Yeah. Something else. Oh, the train table. Oh, with the trains. It was so sad to get rid of them, but we still do blocks and magnetiles and, um, those little animals and little people all the time. That was, you know, it's like, that was what we, yeah. Our days were playing with those kinds of things and putting out like little pieces of fabric and then that was the river and did you guys have like the train stuff that like linked together and you could build like the different roads and stuff I know yeah that was so fun yeah and now it's lego and lego is really fun Mm -hmm. too my kids did so they were away last week at um, my in-laws and they were watching spongebob which is sort of new to them and they recreated spongebob's and where does he live a pineapple under the sea. I, I think so. <laughs> Whatever he does. There's a whole SpongeBob land in Lego 
on our floor and it's so cool oh fun and you know and you you think like it's spongebob but the play that has happened since they got home and building and cooperation it's crazy and you know the thing is like when my kids were little we were you know we started out really waldorfy and we put our tv in a closet and stuff and then i realized that that just wasn't what worked for our family. There were lots of great things about Waldorf that worked and then there were other things that didn't. And so we did, we pulled out like, you know, the TV again and they would watch Curious George and then they would play about Curious George and they would watch, you know, um, old Mr. Rogers episodes, um, Sesame street. We watched a lot of PBS kids Mm -hmm. when they were little, wild frats. Yeah. And the thing is it was like there, there was education there but there was also a lot of like imaginative play that came out of it and it, it was okay. Like it, I wish I could, you know, go back and like whisper in my mom ear, um, all those years ago, like it's going to be okay. You're not rotting their brain. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> to watch, you know, television together. It's going to be fine. Yeah, my daughter just jumped in to say pillow forts and to remind about how we used to build pillow forts all the time. And then they would be like pillow forts from different like shows or books or whatever, like with blankets and the dining room chairs and everything piled up. And yeah, all that chaos that happens in your house every day when you have kids that are tiny turns into like their memories. And that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. My kids would have whole lands out of Amazon boxes. Yeah. (laughs) That they made into castles and cars and I know. And I so fun. Worried about that when they were little, like, oh, they're so bored. Am I doing enough? Am I providing enough like enrichment and, you know, educational stuff and everything? And it was like they were so happy Mm -hmm. building pillow forts out of the dining room chairs and yeah, making things out of Amazon boxes, making spaceships, making houses, making tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> tunnels everywhere. <laughs> when you couldn't even walk through the kitchen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can you make a space for me? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, so those are my things for when the kids were little. But then I, I have... Well, wait, I have one more from when they were little. Um but this is also like all the time. I think it's really important to invest in yourself in terms of like having some support or having some kind of like I'm thinking about like read aloud revival master classes or um like Brave Rider, like the Homeschool Alliance, or like something where you go and people are telling you on a regular basis, even if it's just blogs that you read or, you know, people that you follow. Yeah. People that, yeah, that do lives or, you know, um, Mary at not before seven has great lives. Colleen at raising lifelong learners has great lives, but just somewhere that you can go on a regular basis and get that message that like you're normal, your family's normal, you're doing okay. Um, or books about that, you know, that, Because I think what happens is a lot of times, like, we, you know, we'll grab books and we'll be like, oh, 
I'm not doing enough. There's more I should be doing. But you know, if you can find those books that make you feel like, okay, we're like mitten strings for God was that when I was, you know, and I, it took me a really long time to realize like, I don't have to read every parenting book in order to be a good parent. And so that, you know, reading that book, I was like, okay, just when I get stressed out, when I get worried, I'm going to read that book or like teaching from rest now, you know, I read it every year. Cause it's like, okay, I'm enough. Simplicity parenting. Yeah. Yeah. So those <laughs> kinds of things, like finding those and identifying those, um, I know it doesn't seem like it should be a school supply, but like, I think overall, when you look at the big picture of creating a happy, peaceful, sustainable homeschool, like having things that remind you that you're doing okay and that whatever is happening is normal and that your kids are going to turn out okay. Even if it's like listening to this podcast or other podcasts or whatever, I mean, I hope we're doing that, you know, telling, telling moms, like, you got this, it's all right. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to add a million things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and breathe. Yes. Yeah. What else did you have on your list? I like that. Um, well, this is going to surprise no one. It goes for all ages, but games. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for games. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to start off with it because I felt like it was so predictable. Okay. <laughs> but I just feel like it's so adaptable and it's a way that if somebody, you know, if you're in a tough season or you've got one of those days, like I have this week, we want to start homeschooling this week. And I was looking at the calendar and we have two days that are just all appointments or delivery windows, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're not going to get anything done. If you can just pull out a couple games and do that, you're doing something. Yeah. And it's amazing how even a game that looks like it really does not have educational value. Like my, we were playing trash pandas this past week. <laughs> it's all on my list. Raccoons going through the trash. I mean, and you're thinking, where's the educational value there, but you're adding up points. And then you're also Mm -hmm. strategizing to try to figure out who's going to collect the most of a certain kind of card in order to get the most points. And at the end, you just have to add it up. So there's math there, there's strategy, there's lots of logic. And so, yeah, I mean, even the games that might not seem like, you know, like when the kids were little, we had some swamp. And we would play mm-hmm. some swamp and I would be like, oh, God. all the time <laughs> they're learning math. They're learning addition and subtraction. Good. I can like cross that off the list for the, today, you know, and now I'm like trash pandas. <laughs> <laughs> that was us with one night werewolf. That was so fun. I, so I really, fun. I want to play that. Are you, you guys are enjoying that? We love it, but it's okay. even better if you have more people. Okay. So, like start off playing with your family, but then use it as. You know, if you have a party game or you have a sleepover or something, play it then. It's yeah. hilarious. Well, and you have so many game posts over your site, so we'll have to link to some of them, all of them. I don't know, all of them are a lot of them. And we but... did our game schooling episode. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we'll link to that over in the show notes too at thehomeschoolsisters.com. All right, so games. So what else do you have? Well, there was another one that I figured you had. <laughs> okay. Brave Writer. Yeah. <laughs> Brave <laughs> Brave Writer was one of those things where I just, I don't remember how, but I stumbled onto it 
my first year of homeschooling and it clicked then. And we use it just as much, if not more now as we did then. And I, when I was looking at our homeschool over the years, there's a lot of things that we've used and enjoyed, but then dropped for one reason or another and maybe revisited later. But the one consistent, um, and it's not a curriculum, but the one consistent resource has been Brave Writer. Ooh, see, that's really good to think of it in terms of what has stuck around. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, now I want to change my list. <laughs> no, I don't. Everything I've said so far has stuck around, except for the open-ended toys have sort of transitioned as the kids have gotten older. But everything else has stuck around. Library card, art supplies, audiobooks. Okay, I'm still good. Mm-hmm. Um, nature. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really smart to think about it that way. Cause I have something on my list that we just started this year, but I'm like, I do too. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what's your new thing that you just well, started? Well, it's not, it's in the last couple of years. So I'm sort of okay. cheating, but curiosity stream. Okay. I just love. And you don't need, this is where I was going back and forth, you know, true needs for your homeschool. Do you need a documentary streaming service? No, right. but it's really nice. It's two ninety nine. It's really nice to go on and have them just see cool educational documentaries in all these subject areas and not be distracted by Tinkerbell and the Never Beast. Right. <laughs> you know, which it, is but- it's funny, but like I I go to Starbucks and I get a like a venti iced tea sometimes and it's like my treat and I'm like, it's three dollars. Like that's the same as Curiosity Stream for an entire it month. Is. So <laughs> And it literally like, all those comes... fancy pumpkin drinks that everyone's talking yeah. about now. It's less than that, and we watch it all the time. I I watch it myself when the kids go to bed. There's stuff that mm-hmm. they're not interested in that I watch by myself or with my husband. Well, I'm a dork like that. Like, I think it's really good when we have those things where we can just. I mean, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds bad to be like, just throw your kids in front of the TV. It'll be fine. But I mean, but it's so nice to have something where you can make a phone call where, you know, call the doctor, order groceries, like, you know, whatever, like where you can have a minute, like we need those things incorporated, I think, into our homeschool days a little bit because, I mean, maybe you want to do a quick yoga class. Maybe you want to, you know, spend a minute on the treadmill or whatever. But to have those things where, like, your kids are still learning and you don't have to feel bad and yet you don't have to, like, maybe be right there on top of everything, making sure that they're not, like, on YouTube, you know, like, clicking on the sidebar app. coming up next? (laughs) No! Right? Close it! Close it! We might have just had that happen with bearded dragon videos. Yeah. It's be kind careful. Of, yeah. Our joke in our house is that you're always like two clicks away from a tush. <laughs> it's terrible, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. We'll just be watching something and I'll be like, I slammed the computer shot and I want to like throw it out the window and be like, nobody saw that. You don't even want to open it back up to I like know. close it all down. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm going to go upstairs, close the door, click. You need to make a meme. You're only two clicks away from a tush. I, that's what it feels like, though. So, You're right, though. Yeah. So, okay, it's kind like of. like that Kevin Bacon thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like. You don't have to worry about that. On one minute Street. it's bearded dragons. No, and no the next tush. minute it's Kevin Bacon. That's what I meant. Not tushes. Um, but kind of along that same line is field trip Zoom. Like that yes, is just been that in the past couple of too. years that it's, and 
I mean, seriously, I sound like I'm doing an ad for them. I'm not, but no. it's like the price of one big field trip and you're getting all these things that just come to your house. And especially when the weather isn't great and you can't get out and people aren't feeling great. Yeah. Like winter, pretty much all of winter. winter. That's what winter is. <laughs> it is. And they have a library so you can go back. You don't even have to watch them live. You can figure out what, yeah. you know, if your kid is really into astronomy now, let's go back and see if yeah. there's anything for that. And the other thing is when you have multiple ages and multiple interests, it's really nice to be able to do that with one of your kids who's really into, there was one time there was, um, I wasn't even prepared to talk about this. So I, I want to say it was like the national building museum or something. It was mm-hmm. world architecture day, something I'm butchering it, but there was only one of my kiddos interested in that. So I sat down and watched it with him and the other two, you know, yeah. did whatever they were doing. So he got the benefit of that field trip without the other two whining and complaining. I don't like yeah. this. this is boring. <laughs> we did that with um, a forensics one that they did, and it was the same thing. And you know, and the thing is, they give like age ranges and stuff. But I mean, sometimes, like you know, your kid, so you go, okay, they'll, they'll be able to handle this. But what's really nice too is like they can actually ask questions. So I think that can be really valuable, and it kind of teaches a little bit of that like classroom decorum that maybe our kids like you know don't really get unless they're doing outside classes or whatever where it's like okay no you want to wait and then you can type in when they ask for questions and then you know you don't want to just type in tush 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 you know um (laughs) you you know you want to like how would you ask this question or you know and so I don't know it's just it's been really really good for us. I like, it's a great resource. That is a resource for sure. Um, and then we just started Nicole, the math lady and such good things. It is making me so happy. I can't even tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fantastic. Cause she has, that's how I feel about Mr. D. Yeah. Yeah. It's one class I don't have to teach. She's having fun and it's all right there. And I, for the longest time, have wanted to outsource math, but I was like, I don't know how. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. because I don't have enough money to have a tutor come, um, you know. And so, yeah, it's just, and and I I don't think, I I don't know if I would have known where to find a tutor anyway. Like, I think it would have been like a really big process. So we decided to try it and it's just been really good. And you can ask questions and... Um, it's not interactive. Like you watch the video and then you do the lesson with it, but she does really good videos that explain it and then goes through practice problems with the kids. And then if you do have a question, you can ask, um, because you know, it's self-paced. So it's just been really good for us. I am because, especially because we're moving and it just takes that headache away. Yeah. So that's a big one for us right now. So, but those are things that like when my kids were little, I, I would not have done because our budget was Mm -hmm. too tight and they didn't exist. (laughs) I put down from math for ours is to pick a math each year that you feel good about and try to stick to it supplementing with games. Cause I think math is one of those tricky subjects where you kind of want to ditch it a lot. Yeah. And we have tried different things, but you're right. I don't know. It's just that's of all the subjects, that's the one that I really want to enter the year feeling good about what we chose. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. That I think that's the one where a lot of families go, okay, this isn't working, and there's a million other math curricula out there, so like, why wouldn't I just switch? And then you start switching, and then your kids kind of get in this like, like I realized with my son, um, we hadn't really done long division, <laughs> and it's because we skipped around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so he looked at a long division problem, and he was like, I think I know how to do this, but is this how I do it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we never actually did it because we went from one to another, to another, to another. And so, um, yeah, that's how you get little gaps there when you keep skipping around. So it, but it's hard because it is hard. You want to find one that works for your kids and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I found that now, there has been times that we've up and ditched because we did right start one year and I just, it was just too much for me. So I just took the games from it. <laughs> so we ended up like I bought this whole curriculum and I just played the games. And then one time there was, was it Matthew C? Was another one where it just, it didn't click with my kids. But I found that if I find something that mostly clicks and I supplement with Khan Academy videos and games, that we do better long-term. So for us, that's usually been Beast Beast Academy in Singapore, mm-hmm. depending on the kid up until this point. And then this year we're doing Mr. D for my oldest. And it, it feels good right now. Does Mr. D do his own thing or does he use a certain curriculum? He does his own thing. Okay. All and right. it's, it's a live class. And then there's extra help sessions that are also live, but then there's also recorded videos that you do during. And he's really funny. That's the other thing is he won my oldest over. Who He can be a little bit of a pill sometimes when it comes to doing certain assignments, but he's funny. Yeah. And he makes jokes and, you know, it just makes it, I, it he's a lot funnier than I am when we're doing that together. <laughs> well, did we talk about this in another episode? You know what? I think in our fall hall episode, um, we talked about like, I have some math anxiety and I don't want to pass that on to my no. kids. And so I really love the idea of them learning math from somebody who loves math. Right. And so I wish I would have known about this sooner, but technically I think with, um, with Nicole, the math lady, she starts with like fourth slash fifth grade with mm-hmm. hers. So we're not that, you know, we didn't, we didn't lose out on that many years of, you know, doing math with her, but yeah, I, I just, I, I don't want them to get that math fear that I have. And so that's quickly becoming something that is like huge for me that I, I don't want to let go of. Like, when I sat down and I looked at our budget for this year, I was like, field trip Zoom, and then yes. Nicole, the math lady, and then what else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, curiosity stream, you know, because I mean, seriously, $3 a month, like, that one yes. just, that doesn't even count, right? That's a nice tea at Starbucks. <laughs> I think the price is just crazy. <laughs> That's what I always say. I'm like, how can you not? If you want, don't tell them that. I know. I know. <laughs> Curiosity stream. Don't listen. Yeah. No, but seriously, if you go to rent something, right? At, you know, Redbox or something. How much is that? 
I don't know. My husband does it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it either, but you know what I mean? It yeah. has to be at least two ninety nine, Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I would say that like my five right now are library card, art supplies, a way to listen to audiobooks, Nicole, the math lady and field trip zoom for right now. But then also making sure that I'm investing in myself as like a teacher person. I like that you added that. I didn't even think of that, but it's so important. Yeah. Well, I, I just, um, looking back, like I had such a hard time in the beginning feeling like I should do this and I am supposed to do that. And if we're not doing this and it's not working, it's because either I'm failing or my kids are failing. It, it didn't occur to me like maybe this just isn't a good fit for us or maybe the curriculum kind of stinks, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed that because I was new at it, that I was doing wrong, doing something wrong or that my kids like weren't, um, you know, what did you say that you have a child that can be a bit of a pill? Like I, a bit of a pill. (laughs) I, I don't know any children like that, but if I did, I would say that sometimes when they were smaller, I would say, why are they being such a pill about this? Why can't they just go along? So, you know, it was things like that, that made me feel like it was a failing on our part instead of, right. So it's just good. I think if you can have something, whether it's podcasts, books, a membership somewhere, uh, people on Facebook live that you really relate to, like just people that you relate to, but that also make you feel like you're doing enough. There's so many aspirational blogs and things out there Mm -hmm. and those have their place, but they can also really be hard to look at on the hard days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So (laughs) you need the truth tellers who are going to be like, you know what? We're all just doing the best we can. And, and if you have feeds and things like that, that are making you feel bad, hide them for a bit. You can always come back later. Nobody's going to know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfollow. I, I do that sometimes. I do too. If if anything's making me question, just, you don't need that stuff. You do you. I like that. So do you have your, can you, can you do a five? Do you need to do six? I don't think I can because it depends. You need to do seven. I think it's okay. I think Alexandra will understand. Okay. okay. <laughs> she actually said five Thanks. again. So we're good because we have a lot of overlap. <laughs> there was a lot of over, overlap. Okay. Library card, nature, games, curiosity stream, a math you feel good about, brave writer, art resources, and audible. Was that seven or eight? I don't know, but... I think I might have just thrown in an extra. That's really good. It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Because what we're doing is we're just simplifying. We're just talking about the things that you really, like, are really it working It was really for hard because I have other resources that I really love. But right, you can kind of get, you know, when you put in library card, that covers a lot of some <laughs> of the resources that I don't necessarily need. I do feel like we found ways to cheat. We're like... <laughs> There's like 8 billion games, like a library card. Like, yeah, we found ways to. We, I know. We I so system. badly wanted to text you last night and be like, where are you going with this? <laughs> but I think it's good that we didn't because it shows that there are a lot of things that are, because we, I mean, there's things that we do a lot of things the same, but we also do things differently. And mm-hmm. our kids are different ages. You're oldest is younger than my youngest. Right. So we're looking at how old is your youngest? So I have seven, eight, and 10. Okay. So like seven to 14. So that's a pretty big age range. Mm -hmm. And we're still seeing a lot of things in there that we've stuck with from the beginning. So 
And those are huge when you're looking at budget. Yeah. Because that's the thing. When you look back and I was reading her note, there's so much money that I wasted on stuff that we really didn't need. Yeah. And every, every year I do it again (laughs) where we'll hit a wall and I'll be like, Oh, this thing will help this shiny, like this book or this, you know, project. And it's one thing. And it helps a little bit, but I didn't need it. It's one thing if it's like something that's fun that you want to do, that you're excited about, like buying a new game or getting like those cool, like nonfiction-y, researchy type books that you know your kids are going to flip through again and again and again. And, you know, something like that. I almost like, put those on. I almost yeah. put the Usborne encyclopedias. And I was like, no, Kate, you can get those at the library. Yep. <laughs> I was going from like that extreme to, I also didn't put on coffee, which really, if we're going to get down to it, I wouldn't do any of this, <laughs> but not my cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> I was like, it's too literal. <laughs> you know, you're right though. I was all over the road. Yeah. Really. What do I really need is coffee, a library card. Yeah. Nature and some games. Okay. Yeah. You need to make that your like <laughs> thing. That would be my four right Yeah. There. Yeah. Is it three or four? No, for sure. Um, because yeah, th- this episode is brought to you by caffeine addiction. So, okay. Totally. But I think that's good. I think we did it. I think we came up with around 10-ish things, maybe, maybe Heavy slightly on more, depending on how old your kids are, depending on where you are with homeschooling. And of course, every family is going to be different and there's going to be things that, you know, work for your family, don't work for your family. And, and right. that's okay too. All right. So I think we're good for this week. We are. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. I am really excited that Alexandra came up with this question. That was a good question. And we're wishing her lots of success. I want sisters to come and leave a comment saying what their top five to 10-ish things would be. That would be awesome. Because we might find something really cool. Not that we definitely need it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, ooh. I want to try that. <laughs> but it never hurts to have a few I ideas know. in your back pocket because February is coming. February is coming. Yep. All <laughs> right. So head over to the homeschoolsisters.com. Uh, leave a comment with your top five-ish, did you say? Yes. Okay. Five-ish. We all know that the ish means just do whatever you want to do. and <laughs> <laughs> We won't judge. <laughs> No, it's okay. Um, And we'll see everybody next week. Yay. All right. Um, We should maybe let people know that next week we have a a good interview coming. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was going to bring that up, but I didn't want to interrupt you. I know. If you have math anxiety, you're going to want to tune in. I'm really, really excited to handle this one because although we've talked about math quite a bit today, I think that... uh, this is like the big picture math conversation that we've been wanting to have for a long time. So, mm-hmm. and then we'll, and then we'll change our minds again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back the following. What we're doing with math now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's good to stay open when you're homeschooling. Okay. Flexibility is key. <laughs> Forget everything we just said. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Well, it was so fun talking to you. It's always great to talk to you. We will uh, talk next week. Sounds good. All right. Have a great week. You too. Bye. 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 
Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.